everybody to Remotely Renee. I'm really excited about this episode, so I want to bring in the Two Lit crew right away. Right away. We got my snooker booker, which is me, my Dre, my sister, Nicole Young, and my VP, Paul Garino, handling all things business on my end. What up, Two Lit crew? Episode 21 in the building. I'm excited. I'm excited for a lot of reasons. First of all, episode 21 drops on 420. That's a holiday, if you guys didn't know, but it's already a holiday. Look at Snooker Booker with the 2-1. Oh it's already a holiday in itself, but that's also my anniversary. So it's our anniversary. Happy anniversary, Serena Grace. Other than that, we have a lot. This week was draft week, draft day. Johnny Manziel, nine years later, how am I the man still? Like we, I feel, look at, look, this is, you see the two lit crew, we're turned today it's a big episode episode 21 which is my number number 21 so there's a lot of good stuff happening this week um it's our first family draft okay you guys so i want you guys to tell me like what is it like um just just really briefly cole we'll start with you what is it like now you know for we're on a different side of things. Usually it was worried about where I was going to get drafted, but what is it like now having a different type of investment into the dream? Um, I think it's awesome. It's I'm still learning. So I don't think excitement's <laughs> fully what it should be at this moment, but it'll get there. It will get there. When it's all said, it done, will get there, there, but I like <laughs> the energy. There. Keep that same energy. Okay. Snookabooka, how you feeling? How you feeling this week? Well, you're always excited when there's a lot of unknowns. And you know me, I, I like, I'm nosy. I'm sure Renee has said that a lot of times. And so <laughs> if there's unknowns, I'm trying to crack that uh, egg and find out what's going on. So <laughs> I can't wait to see, you know, how everything is. And so we'll see. <laughs> oh, so VP, you're like, he sends me all the tweets that I need to know. So he's all the way in the know. So what is it like now? I still haven't heard him pledge his allegiance to the Atlanta dream yet, but I'm going to let him be because he does manage other players and I can't be selfish, but VP, how are we feeling this week? Yeah. Like I don't even like really pledge my allegiance to any sports anymore. <laughs> like I can't, like it's weird. It's just weird to say, but I mean, but now I kind of see it more like people do say it, even like, uh, like on their even when they're on the uh like stations being analysts and stuff i of forgot course. Who, sure. if you don't stand for something or somebody like i don't respect it because then you don't have to stand in a fire when your team gets gets cooked everybody <laughs> else you just cooking everybody we don't even know who your alliance is not you paul i'm talking about yous on the internet and you you, you got to pledge your allegiance and put your feet but, in the sand somewhere but i would I'm say saying. uh but I like all like that's my favorite part of everything is just like uh, the draft stuff and like off season like transactions and stuff like that. Yeah, like, this is the this is the fun part. Like this is exciting. Like people. I don't know if you ever are... play. Well, I know you didn't play video games, but it's always fun to like you know trade the people and then you know do the like the fantasy <laughs> stuff. I guess you'd say. I already know because I got a thirteen year old, so I already know he wanted to get traded first day on the video game. I'm like, huh? He's like, no, no, no. There's already people messaging me talking about how good I am. And I'm like, oh no, boy, this is what I'm going to tell you right now. You can't believe all the hype. There is some cap in that, but draft day, Johnny Benzel. What up FCF? This is how we're feeling today. So VP, what we got this week on the scoreboard where we talk about all things business, all things sports, all things all the time, what we got? Well, since you're wearing the the jersey, this is just like a kind of a bonus one first, I guess. I, I you know, obviously we've been seeing all the WNBA jerseys, 
And then uh, a couple messed up, like um, for Neka Agumake, they put uh, Rike Agumawale as the title. And uh, I know you lying. And then Sabrina Nescu's, they had her like the premium jersey for like two two fifteen or two fifty. Uh huh. And it and it had a twenty one instead of a twenty on it. Oh, wow, <laughs> you know that's my number, but you can't mess up people's. This is episode twenty one, but you can't you can't mess up people's numbers. Yes, I didn't notice they had so they had premium <laughs> ones for two fifty. And so, what are the premium ones like? What like because this think it's one like wasn't two fifty. In full disclosure, this one was about rent me about one hundred macaroons, and yes, and I did buy this. That's a screen print one, right? Oh, so you're saying so like I'm it's not an actual stitched one because the new ones are actually stitched. They finally upgraded. It. I mean, like every other league. Yeah, so oh, so you can either get the screen printed ones. Which I don't know. I, guess, I got the basic Vic one. He, but my VP trying to tell me I'm basic right now without telling me I'm basic. No, so it's I'm, like, how well, do you say you're you basic guys. without saying you're basic? So here, here's what he's saying. Mine has screen print on there, so it's not stitched in. It's not. It's it's just <clears> kind of pressed on. And so there are some available that have that. Remember what, what happened like two years ago when I said I, I I was like I need your jersey like I'm not buying this this bull crap. Yeah, <laughs> so he's so you see he's bougie. He did, and I did give him a jersey too. That's the funny part. We don't get very many jerseys because. We, you, there's only like with the WNBA, we don't have like a hundred different alternate jerseys, the city editions. This is the first time that we've had some flavor, you know, kind of since I've been here. But yeah, I gave VP a jersey because he didn't want to have a basic jersey, I guess. Whatever. So what you we got? Doing better than me. Oh, Snook, you know you've gotten some. Uh, <laughs> now I know you, Snook. Her whole, if you, once we got to take well, a tour the other thing was in the past, they auctioned one off. And I should have just bought it because it was like less than the actual retail price. I say that every year when they yeah. auction off our pink game jerseys. I always think like I just want to buy it, but I know that it's like auctioning off is also like a um an event, so they want fans to be able to bid on it. But yeah, I'll every year I've wanted to buy my own jersey just so I could have it. Like the pink game jerseys are lit. What you oh, got, VP? The, the navy, the navy blue one on the Falcons, uh, Matt Ryan's thing last year. Um, Ooh, oh yeah. Yeah. Now and, and that one might have been your that might have been your last jersey. That's kind of wild to think. We got to actually. I think somebody tweeted about it. Who got it? But they got it. Yeah, I don't know. I have to find that. Oh, anyways, uh, cryptocurrency wave. Kevin Durant invested in the Coinbase in 2008, and now it's evaluated at 1.6 billion because it went public. Which is ironic. Which is like a oxymoron that a cryptocurrency app went public for cash. Yeah, but is that the, is that how it worked, or did he yeah. buy in at a one point six evaluation, and now it's evaluated at is valued at? Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, now it's worth since it went public. Now it's worth uh, as much as a hundred. One hundred million dollars. I just, no, I'm sorry, would it be the show that you guys haven't watched yet? One hundred. <laughs> Let's get one of those people on here. Well, well, how about you watch it so when we get the people on there, y'all can act like y'all know what y'all are talking about. I love the show Billions. Like Axelrod, I love everything about it. Serena is my Wendy. I love everything about the show. I want my two lit crew to watch the show. And I have been asking them for about months now. And yes, we're talking about Billions. Kevin Durant quietly is kept. He been making a lot of business moves. Just, I mean, that to buy in at one point six billion and now is evaluated at one hundred billion. 
cash me outside. How about that? Look, he can pay to have as many burners as he wants. He better not, he will buy skill. What is it? Shannon Sharp show at this point It's getting kind of crazy. If him and Shannon Sharp keep going at it, he might just buy the whole network because because Kevin Durant is making money moves. Are y'all ready to get paid through crypto yet, Cole? What's up? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. So we were texting and <laughs> I was like, like literally, I, I told her, Nay, I was like, get this Dodge coin, even though it's already been a trend. And then I was like, so I finally figured out how to get it because it's through Robinhood. And then it, and then it- Oh, like, no free ads. <laughs> she get it. She gets it. And then- uh uh, so I got it. I put fifty dollars into it. It went up like to sixty, and then I was like, you know, I'm just gonna get another fifty dollars, and then it went up to like one fifty. So it went, like it went crazy. I'm mad that you put in fifty and then fifty. You sound like Snook and Cole. That's not that you was putting your tiptoes in the water. <laughs> no, because I did it. I didn't know. I didn't know you could buy it on there, and I bought all these other ones the day before. But the thing I is, like a bunch of different ones. But the thing is, the people who are making the big bucks. Are, are are putting down big bucks. We don't have those kind of big bucks. You know what That's, I mean? Oh my goodness. You're going to make me accidentally advertise for Robin Hood. That is literally the point of Robin Hood. Yeah. So let me tell you, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> Paul texts me, Dogecoin is going up. So guess what I did? I went right on Robin Hood. I doubted me a certain amount that I was going to invest that was comfortable for me and my price point. And then it shot up through the roofs the next day. Everybody was tweeting Dogecoin this, Dogecoin that. I was so hyped because I had just 24 hours prior bought in and I didn't dip my toes in the water. I took a deep dive into the Dogecoin and I am hyped. So I'm trying to tell you guys, if y'all ready to get on the train, we can talk about payments in Dogecoin. Like, you know, maybe, maybe as a company, I need to start paying in in crypto and just like what what are we thinking here? Oh, she did it that. could be our 401. You know well, how 401. So, so, Mom, I don't even want that in my 401k. To make it okay, <laughs> guys, to make it to make it more real, they kind of just announced by like they said 2022 or 2023 um, that uh, there's going to be a, a U.S. virtual currency like a U- uh- by the government. By the government, are y'all ready now? We're talking governmental coins, crypto governmental coins. Cole Snookabooka, are y'all ready to get some of the payment in crypto? Let me tell you why this is a bad (laughs) idea. Okay, because I am, I'm in my forties. I have no problem saying it. And I Look good, baby. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) I'm very leery of this and because it is something new. Can you imagine giving 80-year-olds their Medicare payments in crypto? What are y'all doing? Like, what is going to happen? Like, what do y'all think is going to happen? They need not to do that. Why would you do that? Like, well, you took it to an extreme. We're trying to give a 40-year-old. If they can figure a way not to print paper and give people like script, like mom said back in the day, like a script of cryptocurrency, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. I think we should experiment with it. I still don't think I would do it. You don't want it? (laughs) Y'all don't want to be on a new wave, get in on the ground floor and watch it blow. What if we blow and blow back straight to the ground? Oh my gosh. We're doubling down. Double down. Tell them, VP, we are trying to double down here. You could be making double of what you're actually making if you start to just throw a couple coins to the crypto side. I'm just saying okay. it ain't. I'm gonna throw some coins and when them coins don't come back, you will talk about a chat we gonna have on this chat. 
the two lit crew tra- chat is going to be blowing up. <laughs> I put this money in here. It ain't come back. I need someone to run me my funds. Run oh, me my funds, please. Oh. Run me my money. I'm mad, Maybe. I'm mad. I'm mad at Renee because I was just trying to, I just got a notification that I got the top shot for this new one. And then I clicked on it and then it said your thing didn't work. And now I'm back in line. Oh no. You did and the email version. You yeah, went for the cool work. crap drop today. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, today it's just 21. No, but there was a cool cat drop that dropped and no, I, I forgot for to get in the too. queue. No, it's I no- did it for you. <gasps> no, but it didn't work. That's what he's saying. It didn't work. My, Mine was like four. No, mine. I just was supposed to get it and didn't work. Now, no, whatever. I thought that you were talking about yours the whole time, and I was Both. like, dang, I just no. You out. were like, uh, you were like one hundred twenty thousand. I was like forty thousand. Then I just got it the email, and then it didn't work though for some reason. So, Hold no, up, forty thousand in line. Yeah, oh but- yeah, I'm a number 120,000 in line cold. This is a big deal. I'm trying to tell you guys every day when we open the every every show when we open these, this is a big deal. There are more than I'm number 120. There are more than 120,000 people trying to get their hands on one of these things that we open every single episode. Oh, vaccine lines, my goodness. <laughs> the line to get the vaccine. Ain't nobody. The vaccine lines ain't that long. I can tell you that <laughs> right now. Oh yeah, I sat online to get signed up for someone. I, I signed up at seven o'clock in the morning to get online to make an appointment, and at six thirty, just timed out. So is that many? Wait, people- no, you just need to go to CVS.com and Walgreens. Is that what we're talking about? In Maryland, it's not that easy. Wow, I'm come down here to West Virginia. Shay said she only had six appointments yesterday. Oh my goodness. Sam went to go book. Serena booked ours, and we went. We went three days later. It's a mess. All right, so VP, what you got for the second one? That's crazy. But what 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 you got else? What else you got? Um, a Rod and this billionaire by the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Link. And I just realized. Links. What did I say? Link? What one point five bill? <laughs> so they so the other guy Mark Mark uh, I guess you'd say his name is. Uh, I just, I thought, I remember looking at him up and he was Jets, founder of Jets.com, but he was actually the guy at diapers.com and then it got acquired by Walmart and that's how he made all of his money, which is crazy. And then he became former, well, he became CEO of Walmart as well because he's a former Walmart CEO. So somehow he got a deal with Walmart through diapers.com and then- I remember, I remember I I either read about him somewhere because it was a story in someone's book and yeah, he was just, it was just because, you know, when the do- domain boom happened, like in the nineties yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Like he had diapers. And then, so he was like the number one with the selling the diapers and all that. I'm telling you, you deal with babies and you're going to be busy. So if you type in, if you type in jet.com, you right baby now, boom. <laughs> if you type, type in jet.com or, or like diapers.com, it go, it just goes straight to like Walmart. Oh, wow. So I see what you're saying. Yeah. So long story short, do you know what um, his net worth is? I mean, I know that those things aren't ever really real, um, but do we have a guesstimate? Yeah, it says, actually it says 1 billion plus. So he put, so I mean, <laughs> I think he's a billionaire, but, but. Okay. So no, but what's interesting about this is I actually thought he was going to be like a multi-billionaire in a sense of they're buying the team for 1.5 billion. And I mean, he, he has 1 billion, like that's not, I mean, that's a lot of his net worth. I mean, A-Rod is in the picture too. So I know, but I think a lot of people assumed that he was holding most of the weight when it came to money. Cause they would say A-Rod and the billionaire, you know, that's kind of how it, it keeps getting said, but 
it seemed like he's a one billionaire and A-Rod is going to have to put some money up just so people know A-Rod got some dough. Yeah, and it's not just the team. It's the teams, plural. Actually, on another site, Clutch Clutch Sports, uh, or Clutch Points, has has an estimated $4 Okay, that's more what I was thinking. Cause I'm like, you can't be worth one billion and some change and then buy something for one point something. I'm assuming billion. there's other people too. So yeah. those are just the faces of the yeah. investment group. So the funny the funny thing is uh Anthony Edwards, they asked him if he was a Rod fan growing up because uh before he had a clip where he said he was really good at baseball and he said he didn't know who A Rod was. Oh, that wasn't and and look, so are we I, old? I've read the statement. I read the statement, but the statement doesn't do the video justice. Yeah. Look at this video. Do you have any thoughts about him? Are you an A-Rod fan at all growing up or anything like that? What do you think about what he might bring to the team? A fan? Who is he? The baseball player, Alex Rodriguez? Yeah, no, nah, I, I don't know who that is. Okay. I know he's going to be the owner, but I don't, I don't, I don't know nothing about baseball. Okay. Now, that's what I'm talking about. So... He not only they asked him, he said, Yeah, I know he's fitting to be the new owner. I'm like, okay, Anthony, um, with the picking out the hair, with the it was the like that, that that's a that one is like an iconic interview already. Like, I feel like we're gonna get a lot from Anthony Edwards throughout his career, but that one right there, he got on the map quick. That one's going to the top, just like his dunk of the year. Uh, dunk that one, he got two viral moments already this year because. Sir, Snook, I mean, did do you know about this? He said that they asked him about A-Rod, and you, as you know, what are y'all's thoughts? Like, Given I don't the know. benefit of the doubt, he, he is 19, so maybe he really, I don't know. Like, I just can't. I well, I believe him. Let's be clear. I think he's not even, he's not doing it to be cool. I think he yeah. really doesn't know who A-Rod is, but it's almost the Actually, delivery. The fake it till you make it. Didn't we, didn't we know you just got to fake it till you make it? I don't know if I would be saying that the new owner of my team, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know who that is. I I would say, yeah, I know just because like these new kids are not about faking nothing. They have no filter. (laughs) They have no filter, no filter. They say it. They said it is what they said and they move on about their day. Even had to really acknowledge it. It just shows how much kids are not trained to go with the flow or whatever. He could have said, oh, like, wow, you know. He never even acknowledged that he never knew. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think there was a thousand different ways to go about that. Um, I would have done, yeah, even if I, let's say, because they said A-Rod retired like 17 years ago and Anthony is 19. So look, I really believe that he doesn't know who he is, but all I'm saying is I just wouldn't have been caught on camera saying I didn't know who my new owner is. I don't even care if it was Mark Lore, where we're not supposed to know him. I'd be like, oh yeah, big things happening over here. Like I would have just said something. very generalized like look i'm excited also i I was gonna say side note if i was them i would uh i would go invite kg into the deal well that's a big side note because do y'all know okay so i'm hearing so many mixed things now so kevin garnett he couldn't he can't he can't if he's playing correct but no, no, KG retired. retired. Take KG retired and gave his, that's what I was going to say, gave his blood, sweat, and tears to Minnesota Timberwolves. Like, he's probably going to go down as one of the most famous Timberwolves oh, player, the best Timberwolves. Yeah, you yeah. know what we're talking about now, KG, right. yeah. So he's probably going to go down as one of those greats. And it's very controversial because 
he said that he put in a bid and that he didn't like basically they declined his bid and went as we know with A-Rod and Mark Lore, and he had some choicey things to say about it. He was unhappy. He said he doesn't like to do business. Well, back actually five years before the bid, I'm hearing that he said he doesn't like to do business with snakes and, and different things. And people should never underestimate the, the power of petty in sports. When we talk about politics in sports and petty in sports, it is very heavy. Internet, entertainment style heavy where we've heard about entertainers being blackballed. I mean, we've all heard about like an entertainer that got blackballed or I mean, look at Monique, you know, like what, what's happened with her. We know that if you say the wrong things in the entertainment industry, we might not ever see you again. You might not get any jobs. The sports industry is very political as well. You know, if somebody labels you a character flaw or labels you having some type of thing, it'll follow you. And is, and until you don't perform at that high enough level where it's okay, like, cause some people like, look, they're good. We'll deal with it. Once you're not good enough for them to deal with it, it's a wrap in sports, period. Hey, just word up. Just word up. No matter, you know, you want to be genuine, but you should always choose your words carefully because, you know, you don't know whose lip, whose ears they're falling upon and where it might be okay today for them to fall upon that person's ears. Tomorrow, it might be a different story. So, yes, yeah, the same people you step on uh, step on the way up or the same people you hit coming back down. And I, I really do believe that sometimes, and people don't understand this, but um, it, it's not so much petty as in sports, there's a lot of trash talking. Yeah. People get in their feelings and they carry that. They'll yeah. carry that on the court, off the court, 10 years down the road. I mean, we've seen, you know, documentaries where basketball players, they ain't like them then, they don't like them now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way it is. It's like oh, right, right, right. So, yeah. so I mean, I hate, I hate to quote, quote Cardi B on this, but oh, you yes. got beef, oh. you got beef, you gonna have beef with me forever. Okay, <laughs> okay. So Listen, that, we I welcome all Cardi B quotes over here. Yeah. Okay, so I think that that's what it is. It's not so much it was ego. It's like, oh, you called me a snake five years ago. Now you want to be in my circle of business. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. But it's interesting because like it brought up the conversation. Well, who better to run a team rather than an athlete who's played sports and knows how teams can be ran. And then not only that, but we see it a lot of times in other sports where a professional athlete will become an owner of a different sport, but not as much so of their actual own sport. So KD, I mean, it's, it's interesting why it, it's very hard to get in. Shoot, it was hard for me to get in and there'll be a long form storytelling thing about that happening, but it's not easy getting a seat at that table when people are already eating good. It's, it's not easy getting a seat at the table, but I mean, I, I hope that KG goes on and, and, and gets that ownership spot in another team because when you want to do like, I, that's why it's sad that he didn't get it with the Timberwolves because he, you can tell that he would have taken care of that brand in a sense of he believes in it. He wants to be a part of it. He believes that he helped build it, you know, like that kind of ownership over a brand, you would want that, but good luck to K, KG. And then A-Rod, Paul, you didn't say this, but they officially had announced their split, him and J-Lo. And as we know, I, I'm really sad about this because 
I wanted J-Lo to be like an owner of the Minnesota Lynx because you see a lot of times the star power that's on the men's side. We talked about this before when when, when people buy into something. Imagine J-Lo's brand. I mean, A-Rod a will be there too, so I'm, that's very welcome as well. But imagine that where she gets some of her friends and they're sitting courtside of the Minnesota Lynx game. I mean, just imagine the culture that that could build. And so I, I think about things on a bigger scale. Like, yes, I love uh, J-Rod as a couple. But I always think about think about that star power that that can be brought to the to the WNBA. But we still invite you to come. Hey, Lo, you can still come. Yes, we still in, look. The Atlanta Dream will have a seat. You want to come? Bad chick. She a bad chick. We want to come. We still got seats for you. So don't think just because of that. Four size seats for you, J Lo. We got you. But I they rescinded that announcement and they're working on it right now. So no, yesterday they no, no yesterday they came out snook a book. You got to stay stay with the the, the media because. They came out with a, a statement that said that we will continue to be friends, um, but we think that we'll be better off together as friends. Look, Snookabooka, see us. So I'm saying now you feel what I feel. We'll be better off as friends. Um, our, we're, we're so connected to the kids that we'll always be a part of the kids' life, each other's kids' lives. And here's what I propose. They need to be like Danny Garcia and The Rock. They separated, they've now both remarried and they still do new business endeavors. They still do business endeavors together if they really are. Cause I remember when uh, J-Rod was trying to buy the Mets. Think about how exciting that was and how crazy that was. They went two runs at it and everyone was pulling for them. And then that's actually how we kind of knew the writing was on the wall when we saw the deal and we saw that he's trying to acquire the Timberwolves and the Lynx. And I'm like, wait a minute, where's J-Lo's name at? I, that's when I knew this is for real, for real. Like, it's over. But to Cole's point, J-Lo, what up, baby? Come on in. We got some courtside, not so courtside because of COVID. We got to push everybody back a little bit. But we got some kind of courtside seats ready, okay? Yeah. Because we want people to continue. I, I mean, star power is everything. Everybody knows that. So anytime and that she's people- definitely a star. Oh, oh, she's a, she's a star. She's a star, okay? So, would you say so, Paul? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. What, I, what I was going to say, too, A-Rod, uh, I mean, hopefully he does uh, – I think he'll do good with the link, too, because, I mean, he always uh, puts out like he's a girl dad and stuff like that because he has two True. girls. Um, so True. So, we'll see. That's why I said, look, I'm excited about A-Rod. I'm just being greedy. I wanted both of them. That's all I was saying. Like, I wanted I mean, both yeah. of them to be attached to the WNBA brand because the more that we keep attaching big names and celebrities, that's just how it goes. The more yeah. advertising, the more marketing, the more branding you get, sponsorship. So I'm just being greedy, but welcome to the family, A-Rod so Yeah, we could say A-Rod, uh, you, and um, what's his name, Magic, Magic Johnson in the WNBA uh, ownership circle of well, former players, all right? Is there anybody else? Uh, is there? Because I don't, I hope, if there uh, is anybody else, y'all let uh, us know because we want to know because we want to show people love. All I'm saying is I love what's happening with the WNBA. I love that A-Rod, a name like A-Rod, a businessman like Mark Lore are getting involved in the WNBA. Yes, I know they're buying in with the Timberwolves, but they're buying in with the Minnesota Lynx as well. And so for me, that's exciting. Like I said, it's up. Like everything is trending up. What you got, Snookabooka? Well, I was just wondering if it would be possible for you to find out what games in Minnesota that A-Rod would be attending because 
I think I want to get tickets to that game. You see, this is what <laughs> this is the perfect example of what I mean by attaching star power. Now, yes. Snooka Booker, she we already know she's a fan of the WNBA, so we're not going to even. But you see how well, what games is A-Rod going to be about? I might make a trip. That's yeah. what I'm talking about, though. That's a normal thing that happens. And that's why I'm excited for what's happening, honestly. Paul, what you got next? What We got any more? Yeah, we got one more, but two other things. Uh, okay. The, what's the lady that gave you, uh, Ann Myers, uh, or Ann Myers Drysdale? Uh-huh. She's also an analyst and, an, and a part owner, and so is A-Rod now because he's an analyst and now a part owner. So no more Renee slander. Yes. So there's many people doing what, because people, like some people I think don't like that I'm doing like the media side as well as having the inner. Oh, like, so A-Rod's all into that. He's just like Shaq on the baseball side, basically. Yeah. So like you guys, if you guys are going to give the men a pass, you got to, you got to give the women a pass as well. That's just where we're at with that. Like I, I'm going to. No haters. No haters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, we're so going to keep chugging. We're going to keep chugging. Last one. We're going into esports a little. We haven't. Dived Ooh. Into uh, you're going to have to tell Junior this one. So Fortnite from last year to this year, August 2020, Epic, the, the game company, I believe, that makes it. Yeah, it that's them. Worth, I actually know that. Yeah. was worth uh, $17 billion, And now April 2021, they're worth $28 billion, almost 29 The pandemic. I'm telling you what, a lot of people got hurt during the pandemic. A lot of companies took a blow. Video games? I'm a t- consoles you still can't even get a ps5 or an xbox i mean you yeah. can't even get the new ones it's really ridiculous junior i'm tell you what he added to that extra how many ever mm. million billion dollars that they got now because every time i turned around he needed some e-bucks and some internet bucks and he needed to buy a new skin NFTs. he needed to, all of this stuff like and no currency he needed these that's why i said don't y'all hear what's happening the kids are going crypto like we need to i'm gonna get on all aboard i don't know if you want to go cole or snook want to go me and paul are going on this crypto train because (laughs) it's do you what was the numbers again 17 billion in 2020 or 17 million in 2020 what was it 28 28 billion now 28 bill. Oh, these was B's. We're talking about again. Billions. Hello. If y'all don't know, y'all need to watch that show. Hello. We're talking B's now. Let me say something. What kills me about this whole thing is I'll never forget when my oldest sons got their new consoles and they were like, we need to get this game. And I'm like, all right, so I guess we're going to go down to like one of these places, Best Buy, stop, you know, to get the games. They're like, oh, no, ma, you, there's no more game. You don't have to buy the game. You can buy it through online. I said, so we never get to hold this game. I was Here so she hard. goes. <laughs> I was like, so I'm just giving my money to the internet, basically. And no crypto. Yes, but I actually, that you know, I'm going to take it. A, I'm going to take it a step further, Cole, because this actually freaked me out. So at the WNBA offices, they gifted me like, you know, a couple of games, like the NBA 2K games. And they actually gave me the container, but there was nothing in it because it's a code. It's yeah. a code. Yes. Yes. Now that one was a real mind twist because I'm like, so, so they actually let, I think that's for people like you, Cole, that needs to touch it. Like the people that need to actually like, like touch it, shouts to Sue for my ball, but people that like to actually touch things, they got cases with nothing in them and just codes that you can use after you'd hold the case. Yeah. And you know what really, 
what really made that good. There was a good side to that and a bad side of that because I will never forget the children scratching the games and then having to rebuy True. the game because it's worn out. So True. the good thing is, is that it was online and we don't have to worry about that anymore. But the bad thing was, is that it's a lot easier to spend the money online. Oh yeah. Than if you had to go out to so, the store so and get it. So two things, but then now you can't, uh, you can't resell the game though when you're done, like when you're exactly. done. So that's the only, that's like the negative. Cause I used to buy like whatever sports game I, at the end of the season, I just sold it for like $20 just to why not? Like, yeah. So you could get, get another money. game. You basically yeah. can sell it, get yourself right. another yeah, game. Right. And, and two, yeah, I remember uh, I played NHL a lot, even though I don't even like hockey, but that was like my favorite uh, sports. Really? That one's a, that one's a fun, like the most fun, like playing two players. Mm-hmm. But anyways, so, and I remember you could buy the pack. Actually, this is kind of new and old because you used to buy the packs for the players. And I used to, it was like $2. I was like, whatever, $2, $2, two, it'd be like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Them $2 will keep adding up. And your mama got the bill and, and mama Garino was like, uh, 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 no, sir. And I'm going to tell you right now, Cole, to that point of they make it so easy. Even now, like online shopping, Amazon, I'm one click away from anything I want in this world. And I mean, one click away because Amazon, <laughs> boy, they make it easy to take your money. The auto fill, double tap on the side to buy. Like you don't even got to type nothing. They know how to get our money. And now Fortnite apparently is getting the money. I'm telling you right now, the me bucks, yes. the me bucks, boy. It's terrible. It's terrible. It is awful. All right. So speaking of the crypto is going up. Top shot time. And since it's episode 21 and we're trying to do it special, y'all, if you've been following along, I haven't wanted to open up one of them cool cats because I like wanted to hold on to it because I don't know what's in there. And there was recently a couple cool cat drops. I was number 120,000 in the, in the queue, 120,000 in the queue. So I was way low, but we do got a couple. So VP, we're going to open up some cool cats this week for episode 21. Oh, I'm nervous. I we are we wait. I think that I'm not I'm not giving away these ones or am I? What what did we decide we're gonna do with these we're cool still cats? Still in line. We're still in line. Oh, we're still in line. There's still a chance. Oh my gosh. So this is crazy because this is really what it looks like. Um, yeah, there's still a chance. I'm really nervous. Okay, so with these cool cats, I feel like I don't know what I'm gonna do with these. I feel like I'll need to give one away to yeah, my so foundation. Con- contest details and everything coming soon with all this new stuff we're doing. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Oh, I keep on saying this. We haven't decided yet on exact. Like, we have to, like, hammer down what it is because we want it to be right. But there is some dope things coming up. Y'all see the y'all see the uh, the the little packs in here that we got going on? Paul, take me to my cool cat. Cole, which one we going with? Which our no, actually, Snook, you got who got the first pick last time? I think Cole did. Oh, five. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, so there's five. Yeah. All right. That's right. All right, Snooker Booker. What we got? What's what's door? Right. What door we opening first? You know, I'm going with two. All right. So that must be in the top center one. What do we have? Okay. See. Okay, I, okay, Dort. Let me see. Oh, what just happened? Wait, can you guys hear that? No. Oh, you guys can't hear the sound. Okay. Okay, Dork with a little up and under. I'm not, a I'm little not up and lie. under between I two never, defenders with the right. That's I gotta never, make Sports Center, baby. I never even heard of that guy. 
Paul's never heard of the guy. Okay, Cole, what do you have? Who are we going with next? I'm going to go with uh, the bottom right. Okay. Maybe it's like one of them is special. Okay, so DeAndre Jordan. This better be a monster dunk. Whoa, who was that under there? I like this one. Yakum. Okay, and that's James Harden with Party. Yeah, with the assist. I ain't mad at that one. Okay. So, VP, where are we going next? Take us where we going next. I'm picking. Yeah. Where's the where's the dope one here? I'm going, oh my gosh. We're coming to we coming to it? No. He's an all-star. No. This is an all-star. All right. Well, this is the best one so far because it's only out of 15,000. Beat it, boy. Yeah, you okay, met so you, you met him. Oh, yeah, I did an event with him at Chicago All-Star. Yeah. At Chicago NBA All-Star, I did an event with him for NBA slash WNBA Cares. What up? Oh, that was the good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See? Cool cat. How do you know? So oh, because it lets you know. Okay, so our cool cat was DeMontis Sabonis. He got a nice beat. I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah, Where else? Uh, 15, you got out of 15,000. Which, which one, Renee? Uh, let's go first one. Door number one. I don't know if he was an all-star this year, but I know he was an all-star. Last he was year. an all-star this year. He made it um, on the East as a replacement over Trey. Oh, no, this is on us? Ew. Are you kidding that's me a, with this? That's not, a, that's not a good top shot moment. But it, but it is 9,000. It's 9,000 out of 35,000. I like the positivity, Cole. And not to mention, that's going to be the most improved player of the year. I don't necessarily – he's going to be something of the year because of the monster season he's having. So, we'll take it. Okay, so see, uh, right below – I don't get – I guess we didn't get any of the ones that had the little things at the bottom. But see, this says common. I think it's it's common card. This is limited, CL. Limited edition. Okay. 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 I'm going to go ahead and keep the homie, okay? It's a bonus. Oh, wait a minute. I don't even Uh care what he does. Wait a minute. She got a Steph Curry. Yes. (laughs) Wow. That's a cool cat to me. And they said handles, but he still gave us a little filet layup at the end. Okay. Look, I know that the bonus. Huh? Okay, fifteen thousand. It was fifteen thousand. That's a that's a pretty good number for thirty out of thirty five thousand. Listen, I like to hear the chatter now, Colin Snook. I like to hear a little. <laughs> I like to because before y'all used to be like, ah, oh, okay, nice. That's nice. Yeah, we got Steph Curry in the queue. Ooh, one of twenty five oh, cool cats. So, okay, so then that if that's what I think it means, that means there's only twenty five cool cats in the set or. No, it's, I, don't, I don't know. Or it's 25 you get because when you get when you it's like you like unlock a bonus if you have all these. I think I want to open another cool cat. Let's just get wild today. It's episode 21. Let's just do it. I'm just. Should we open a. OK, yep, we're doing it. Yeah. Okay. Woo. So this one has five too. the all, all the cool cats. Maybe have five in them. Oh my goodness! What door we opening, Cole? What door we opening? I just feel LeBron James. If LeBron James wants LeBron, bottom left, bottom left. What is our cool cat? Oh, that's us. You better give me some clean. I go wash your head, boy. I watch. I call this game live. Trey Young with the assist to Clint Capella. Wash your head. Who is that? Toronto. 
Yes, I'll take it. I always like having my Hawks players in there. So I'll take it. That's a cool cat to me. But what else we got? Snooker Booker, where are we going? Uh, number two. What's behind door number two? Brooklyn. Ben? Another oh, DeAndre. That's what they said had been happening, remember? Oh, my gosh. This is deja vu. I know you lying. Well, we're definitely giving away this one. What number is that, though? That was uh, 21,000, like 21 out of something. Yeah, 20,700 20, and something. Okay, we got a repeat, but that's still not the cool cat. VP, right. take us. All right, let's see if I can open the cool cat again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. I don't know why. It's like, what's behind door yeah, number? Like, oh, like Zach Levine. Okay, Thaddeus is young. Let's see here. 19 out of. See, now I wonder if uh, the value of them eventually is going to be if, like, they won the game, too. I, I feel like that's analytics that I don't know if people will care about. <laughs> Everybody. Care. Yeah, because Miles Bridges dunked on Clint Capella, right. and we won, and that's all everybody was talking about. So take me to door number one, please. Give me a cool cat. Nope, I guess it's going to be the last Another one. hawk? Oh, let's see here. What are we doing? Is that a dunk? Wait, let me see. This is like 7,000 out of 35,000, though. It's a low number. I'll take it. Okay, Hawks. I All think right, I got so, like three Hawks now. So, so the, the cool cat is the last cat. one. All right. This is common. Not. Oh, no. No, that is. Oh, that's a good one. What do you mean? That's a good one. That's R.J. Barrett. Oh, thank you, R.J. Barrett. Let me see. 13,000, not 15,000. Yakum. So this yeah, is our the, cool cat. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I see it right there. Cool Cat Series 2. All of these numbers are so small on here. I'll be having to lean in. Number 13,000 of 15,000. I will take it. Now let's go see our screen and see um, if it made us level up to anything. I don't get why you keep, you're not. Oh, hold on. Let's see what these. Yeah, her, her stats went up a little bit. I'm a street baller. Okay, my current rank is I'm a street baller, and I ain't mad at it. What is street baller? How do I rank up? We're going to have to, you know what, actually, we're going to have people on next week. Yeah. I'm going to show them my collection and I'm going to have them break down. Yeah. Yeah. I want them to analyze my collection. Give me almost a net worth of my collection. <laughs> See what we're talking about here. Um, episode 21, man. I just, we just opened up two cool cats. I just feel, uh, I feel wild. Like anything can happen <laughs> right now. What would make me quit my job during the pandemic? The short answer, injustice in America. But since I have a little time, let me give you the long version. In May 2020, protests broke out across the United States. George Floyd, a Minnesota man, was killed by a couple of police officers on camera. And hundreds of thousands of Americans had had enough. Like so many others, I watched the protests on the news. I watched as the crowd moved from downtown Atlanta to Buckhead, where I live. The protesters were right outside of my house, so in true millennial fashion, I took out my phone so I could record it and post it to Twitter. After logging the events, I called my parents, and as I was talking to my snook, which is what I call my mom, I began to get a little worried. The energy of the crowd was growing, and snook told me, don't worry, baby. When people feel that their voices aren't heard, they have to make it felt. <laughs> they have to make it felt. 
That statement hit me hard because why weren't people being heard? I mean, if we're all watching the same thing, then why aren't we all upset? And how could I help make a difference? No, better yet, how could I make it felt? That was the moment I began to think about opting out. Opting out of a career I dreamed of my entire life. I've been playing in the WNBA since 2009, most recently as a guard for the Atlanta Dream. Basketball has been one of the biggest parts of my life, and yet I decided to give it up, trying to focus on changing the world for the better. I wanted to make it felt. Some people thought I was crazy, but honestly, most people got it. And even though I was filled with fear, I took that leap of faith and did it anyway. I opted out, not knowing how I was going to pay my bills. I opted out, not knowing if I would ever be a professional WNBA player again. I opted out of my comfort zone, and in doing so, I truly opted in. I gained a completely different perspective and the confidence that comes with turning moments into momentum. The next day, I threw a Juneteenth event, and Juneteenth is a day to commemorate the official end of slavery. At the event, people were telling me they heard my story. They were coming up to me like, yo, you opted out, that's so dope. But then they began to vent to me, tell me about uncles pulled over for no reason, cousins killed by the police. They wanted me to know their stories so I could represent their voices. And in that moment, I felt so connected with helping them. They felt that I was the person that could make their stories felt. And honestly, I was committed to doing whatever I needed to make that happen. I don't know how to cure racism, fix police brutality, or any of the other problems plaguing America. No one person can do that. But we all can do what we can to make it felt. Making it felt for me is an action. It's not just protesting and raising your voice, but also doing something to show your intention. I opted out, and now you feel me. Honestly, that was a big move for me, but now that I've done it, it feels like it was almost inevitable. And while making it felt can have a negative connotation of violence and trouble, I wanted to show that it could also have a really positive form. Playing in the WNBA has afforded me a platform, and with that platform, I want to create positive change. So. Big picture, I want to level the playing field so that everyone has access to the same opportunities, regardless of race. To do this, I know I need to increase exposure to the young black and brown youth, showing them explosive fields like tech and creating ways for them to develop those skills so they can seize the opportunities. We're creating a workshop and partnering with organizations already doing the work, taking small steps now that I know will have a big impact in the future. A lot of times we underestimate what we can do, the effect we can have. Imagine if we all started to think about how can I make it felt? If we all took that leap of faith to stand for what we believe is right, regardless of the very real fear embedded in that decision, I think we would then start to fulfill the title of the United States of America instead of the divided states that we're seeing right now. I know from basketball that all it takes is a single moment, a second to change everything. So let's choose to turn our moments into momentum. I'm making it felt. Are you? Thank you. So I'm just saying, like, I'm just feeling really grateful, thankful, all of the above for episode 21, just for everything that's happening. I'm feeling just, I'm feeling excited. Okay, so now we're going to move on to Remote Roots. And I love this snookabooka. I, I don't usually know what she's going to tell us, but I know she's going to tell me at least one thing that I'm like, wow. So snookabooka, what we got this week? 
Okay, well, I'm kind of short this week with okay. uh, my boots or whatever. But at any rate, I'm going to wrap up Will Smith, my actual grandfather, Fanny Pearl's fourth husband. And uh, I was just going to talk a little bit about what he's well known for, at least in our family, is his lead foot. He, oh, uh, he was a speeder and one of his sons, Howard, your uncle Howard, he inherited his lead foot. And some people even say, I have a lead foot, but you can't believe everything. Oh, you 100% have a lead foot. And a speaking lead. of, Nishe called me. I can't talk to you on the phone while you're driving anymore. You need to just focus on the road. <laughs> Obviously, we were hands-free people, but still, you got to be, make sure you're focused. So you have a lead foot. We're not talking on the phone while you're driving. Okay, so my grandfather had foot, and my grandmother had always said that she did not expect him to die with his shoes off because she expected him to die in some kind of vehicle, a car vehicle accident or whatever. And so uh, he had been stopped many times. His home was in Aspen, Virginia. So every trip they made to Aspen, Virginia, there evidently was some kind of speed trap town on the way, and they got stopped every time. So back in the day, when someone was stopped on the street uh, for uh, speeding, instead of them just giving you a ticket, instead of them just giving you a ticket. <laughs> Look, you still got a house phone? <laughs> Snook still, yes. Can and I get the number you. so I can prank call it? <laughs> oh my God. I'm gonna tell you right now that house phone, when they don't answer it, I'm like in a panic, like where's my parentals? What are they doing? Why aren't they at They're home? In the They're in there. We know they're there. <laughs> okay. So at any rate, so back in the day, I'll just pick it right up. So back <laughs> in the day, when you got a ticket, it wasn't like they just wrote it out and gave it to you. You had to go back to the county seat or the, the biggest town, go to the little courtroom, and they tell you what, you know, you had to pay for however many speeding, whatever. So my grandfather was stopped almost every time. And so the people in these courthouses knew him and they knew my grandmother by name. And oh, so, wow. So anyway, my grandfather passed away on December the 24th, 1954, just one year and a few months after he absconded me from New Jersey. He uh, passed, passed away. So uh, the funeral procession was taking his body back to Aspen, Virginia to be buried in his family's pot. And this little speed trap town, the, 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 the hearst with his body in it, evidently was going one mile over the speed limit. So he was stopped. My one mile <laughs> over the speed limit. Well, I'm just saying since they stopped him every time. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, and let me just go back real quick before I tell this story. One time he went and he just didn't want to stop. So he tried to outrun the police. And so, oh, he, so granddaddy had a high speed chase with the cops is what you, <laughs> is that what you're trying to tell me? This is, yeah. this must be the, like, wow. So he just thought he was just going to outdrive them. He was going to outrun them and he did. And he said <laughs> behind and no police or whatever. So he decided, oh, my gas tank is a little empty. So I'm going to pull over at this gas station and get some gas. Well, guess what? They caught up with at the gas station. <laughs> Oh all no! Back. All that mileage he made in, in running away, he had to go all the way back. But at any rate, so when he passed away, the funeral uh, car was going through this particular town, and my grandmother was sitting in the front seat. And so when the cops stopped and the guy rolled down his window, he looked over. He's there, and he said, "Is that you, Fanny?" And she said, "Yes." Oh my! And, he, and you talking about at the on the way to the funeral? 
on the way to the graveyard to, to bury the, the, fam, uh, the body. So at any rate, he says, well, is that Bill in the back? And she said, yeah. He said, I tell you what, I'm gonna let him go through free this time. So at any rate, they didn't give him a ticket and they let the funeral car oh, go. They gave my him a gosh. The, the funny story about my <laughs> This is what I'm trying to tell you every week. And it's just crazy because the way that y'all are like, wow, that might've been a crazy story. That's our granddad. Like, yeah. I mean, I just like, that's what makes the story even crazier. All these stories that we keep hearing, like first she just, she casually threw in there. Yeah, that was about a year and a half before, I mean, a year and a half after he stole me from New Jersey. Like <laughs> this, this is our family. This is really our family. <laughs> and you know, what's so funny about all, all of this is that these people really stop people. I mean, back in the day, you know, yeah. the world was so small. So it, they do know you. I know it, it was like, oh, is that you? Like, yeah, that's us again. Like how many times? <laughs> like the regulars. Like if there is the a regular. such thing as the regulars, I'm just mad granddad won the chase kind of and then stopped and just <laughs> casually yes. stopped. So like, let me just get some snackies and some gas. And then they was like, and they just kept the slow and steady wins the race. That's <laughs> <laughs> That's the story here, my goodness. Yes. But we're gonna listen. We're gonna move right along to. I'll oh, snuck a book at these stories. Crack me up. This is really <laughs> our family. This is us. You know, there's just, like Character. this is us. We gotta get like who's like your oldest relative. We gotta get them on. Okay. <gasps> we gotta get Auntie and them on. We keep saying it. Yes. We really we, gotta coordinate that. Yes, we do. Pretty much now we've lived so long that we're probably the oldest relatives now. <laughs> that is true. No, because Diddy's the youngest. Auntie and the no, 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 no. no but on mom's side, oh, probably, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're looking wow. at him. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, Ron, so Ron Montgomery's coming on in May, so oh, yeah, May is vastly approaching. My Diddy's birthday is May 9th and May 8th. There's a story with that as well, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that this is us. That's all I'm gonna say. This is us. What'd you yeah, say, Uncle, yeah. Uncle Howard? But I, I will attest that Uncle Howard's driving was terrifying. I don't know if you were old enough, <laughs> Renee. I remember the fear in my father's eyes as he was driving, <laughs> and that's all I needed to see. If Diddy is rattled by, then yeah. we were in danger. We were in danger. <laughs> yeah. No, that's the sounds about right. Um, oh, that's why. Listen. I love remote roots. I'm gonna just say, cause it's my, like these stories are wild, even if you don't know the people, but the fact that this is my family and I just found out that my granddad went on a high speed chase with the cops, got away and then yeah. just was chilling at the yeah. gas station. Come on, granddad, <laughs> Will Smith. Come on, Will Smith. Rest in peace to the great Will Smith, my grandfather. You guys, we're moving on and I'm excited, excited, excited about who's gonna give out some roses for remote roses this week. All right, so listen, I'm really excited to have Howard Megdol here. He is the founder and editor of The Nine Newsletter, which covers six women's sports, and then also The Next, which covers 24-7 women's basketball. Why is that a big deal? Because there's not very many, if any, publications, platforms covering women's basketball 24-7, and so we need that. We, uh, and Howard, actually, I'm not even going to, Howard, talk to me about it because when you came to me about Title IX and, or the Nine, I was instantly in, as you know, but tell me about why it's important. Well, there's two parts to it, right? You talked about the next and 24-7 coverage. We take it for granted on the men's side. 
we understand that there's going to be an urgency of coverage. There's going to be a consistency of coverage. And we were not seeing it on the women's basketball side and making sure that we had two things. One, the coverage all the time. And two, that the pipeline was changing so that the people who were being trained to be the next generation, not as many of them looked like me and making sure that we are addressing two overlapping but separate problems at the same time. I don't think you can address one without the other. That the, the nine is connecting six different women's sports because we know that there is an amplifying effect that goes on in men's sports. If you know Steph Curry, you know Mike Trout, you know Pat Mahomes, because there's so many shows that cover it all and making sure that we're connecting those worlds so the people who are covering one are getting access to those who are covering everything. Love it, love it. And so again, most people take it for granted because in the men's game, it happens all the time. It happens organically, it happens naturally because it's almost oversaturated. There's so many people talking about so many different things, but on the women's side, I call it the crossover because I've seen it and I just like to see, I like what I, I see happening in the sense of, I became an NWSL fan, you know, like I, I pledged my allegiance to the Portland Thorns. Like that's because I see, uh. I see, I know. <laughs> Because I do see that, though, we're all fighting the same type of battle. And then we saw what happens in, in the Women's Hockey League. So we see that, man, there's so many similarities. There's so much synergy that's happening. It needs to be talked about. It needs to be. And Howard, can you talk about, too, the, the engagement that's happening? Because a lot of people love to say that women's sports just there's no interest for it there's no audience there's no engagement that's what i hear and it, it's laughable right like so yeah. why is that laughable it just blows my mind anytime we see anything approaching a level playing field you see an audience that is much the same if not greater on the women's sports side you know i just give you an example in 2015 the women's world cup final was not just the most watched women's soccer match in United States history, but the most watched soccer match. And that happened because Fox invested in ancillary programming. You saw uh, Alex Morgan on American Idol. You saw Abby Wambach on The Simpsons. And so the net result is you move beyond just the games themselves. Some, you know, we have to fight so hard to get women's sports on TV, but then we got to fight a whole other battle for a pregame show and a postgame yeah. show and podcasts and things of that sort. And so, you know, what I respect, what I admire so much about what you do is you're building so much of this infrastructure yourself. And so putting yourself in a position to build that not just leadership capability, but also the, the ladder behind you so people are able to come up and continue to grow it together. That's how you get from A to B and ultimately to where we all want to go. But the idea that the people aren't watching, I mean, it's crazy. Have a chance and they're watching. <laughs> I love it. And to that point, we saw ABC for the first time carry the NCAA tournament for on the women's side. What we also saw what the, the numbers were up because exposure brings about viewership. Like, I don't know how else to explain it to people that people like what they see, people like what they know. So if they don't know a player, they can't like something they don't know. And if there's no access to watch the player on TV, you know, like, and I, and I love WNBA league pass, NBA league pass because I'm a super fan. So I want to watch every single game, but everybody's not a super fan and you have to kind of meet people you know, where they are. Well, yeah, you have to give them the opportunity. And so again, that's the, the amazing part is you give people the opportunity 
and they show up, but they also have to know the stories behind it, right? I mean, there's gotta yeah. be, you know, there's this thing that makes my head explode when, well, why don't women support women's sports more? As if the idea is that men have access to normal media uh, opportunities and uh, infrastructure, but women there's like, like the sisterhood of the traveling pants is the <laughs> only way that women are gonna know about it. It's the same thing, opportunities, coverage, and the chance to do it easily. You know, it, it, there's no difference, no magic trick, but there are a lot of gatekeepers who pretend it's a magic trick because they use that as an excuse not to do it. One last question before we get into these roses. Storytelling, you know, everyone's been talking about it. Draymond Green infamously went out and said that there's not enough storytelling. What is your response to that? The storytelling is there. There's more of it coming all the time. There's the access and the ability to do it. I, I just, listen, we've known each other a while now. You know, <laughs> the idea that your story was something that was not widely shared until relatively recently tells you all you need to know yeah. about what's really happened. We know what these stories are. I was just thinking earlier today, you know, I'm covering this draft remotely, but I remember being at WNBA drafts for years yeah. and just getting those opportunities, getting those moments. I'm sure you remember that moment your name gets called and an entire lifetime where not only have you prepared for this moment the way yeah. it is in every draft, but you've had people telling you, you can't do it, you shouldn't do it because women shouldn't be playing sports. If you can't find the emotion, the drama, the, the moments in that, then you're not cut out for this business in, in sports mm. media. You're not, you're not human as far as I'm concerned. So there, the stories are here and man, I, I, I just am so privileged to get to tell them. That's how I feel about it. I love everything about what you said. Anytime there's a draft, I don't care what sport it is, and you're watching an athlete that has worked their whole life, because most athletes, of course, there's those rare outliers where they started playing late in high school. Most athletes that you see get drafted and will rock across that stage, or now it's virtual, have put their blood, sweat, and tears for years for years, most of their whole life. So if you can't find a story in those to, to Howard's point, yeah, maybe you, you, maybe you aren't right for the job because there are stories there and we just have to tell them. I love it. I love it. I love it, Howard. All right. So let me give a rundown. Are you ready? Do you have some? I are you ready? Do you have some? Let me get some. I'm looking for my pen because right now I'm just going to let everybody know what is the running score. Oh, yeah. Nobody got it last week. So That's right. we got VP sitting at four, Snook at four. I'm at four. Cole is at one. So Howard Cole needs you in the worst <laughs> way. Howard <laughs> needs a win in the worst way. But let's see. Let's see who we are showing some love to today. Howard, have at it for your first hit, a.k.a. your first rose. Okay. First hint is she was the first ever women's basketball scholarship recipient at UCLA and has her uh, number retired up in Pauley Pavilion. On the first one? Is it right? Is it right? Am I, am I <laughs> right? Yeah. 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 Sorry, oh. Howard. 
Ann Myers Drysdale is the <laughs> homie. So as soon as I heard some homie facts, I was like, wait a minute. Hold on, wait a minute. Y'all thought I was finished? Ann Myers with me? <laughs> yes. And Meyer. So let me just go ahead and let you give her her other roses. So the Dude, losers, so the losers can sulk. I love this week. This is Howard and you don't know this. So let me tell you why this is so amazing. This is episode 21. So this is like my episode, you know, like your Jersey number is like on the top shots that makes it important. This is episode 21. I needed this one, Howard. Thank you very much. That breaks the three-way tie to five, four, four. Howard, let's hear some more. Actually, six, five, four, but anybody wants to hear. Oh goodness, here we go. Uh, I'd <laughs> love to hear some more about Ann Myers Drysdale. I mean, Annie, who is someone I I love that that was instantaneous. <laughs> of course it was, but but okay. I'm a so, student of yeah, the. I know that that's that that well, I should have started more general maybe, but okay, all right, here we go. She was the top pick in the WBL draft, you know, as a forerunner to the WNBA uh, for those uh -huh. who don't know. And she was 1980 co-MVP with the New Jersey Gems um, mm. it, it, who were part of the WBL, which is, um, you know, there was only around for three years. You know, again, it's the same story we see so many times with yeah. a lack of investment on the women's sports side and didn't get the opportunity. We should have highlights of Annie playing for 15 years. It, and we don't have anything. That's right. I mean, a handful of things, you know, a handful wow. of video. So, all right, that's the second one. This one, I love this one. Signed a contract, $50,000 contract, nothing to sneeze at at the time, with the Indiana Pacers. Went out, tried out with the Indiana Pacers. The know, NBA so, team, y'all. Yes, we're talking about the NBA that. team. Because what are you going to do, right? You know, the WBL falls, it's 81, and he's the best player on the planet. Where's she going to go play? and was more fundamentally sound than most of the players there. Uh, she, she said in her autobiography, which is amazing. Um, if you never get a chance to see, you let a girl beat you, it's called. And it's really, really <laughs> And so Annie played, got the opportunity. You know, I, listen, we, I'd love to know if she could have made it, but point is she got signed, she was out there, okay? She was both a WNBA GM and she is still an NBA broadcaster with the Phoenix Suns. She was GM with the Mercury. Who was she a GM of? I didn't know Mercury, that. Mercury. And, and now is still a vice president over there. Okay. And plugged in, is heavily engaged, literally, and, and knows what's up, you know, about everyone and everything. And then this is my favorite thing. I'm just going to tell it as a story, okay? Uh, I was talking to her a couple weeks before Final Four a couple years ago. And I was just like, hey, are you going to be at the Final Four? You know, it'd be great to meet up. And she goes, well, and she wasn't trying to brag. I guess I have to. They named an award after me. Oh, oh. yeah. Yes. Every year, Ann Myers Drysdale. And that's new, right? When did that happen? I didn't want to say it was 2017. I think it was Dallas was the first year we were doing it. Um, but I just, I, I love that they do it. They've had it for the men for the longest time. And again, it's know your history, right? It's making sure people... People know Cheryl Miller. People know Andy. Yes. People know Nancy Lieberman. And so it's so important. And yeah. I love everything. That's why we do roses, by the way. Like this is, that is the point of this. And I really, uh, these are tulips, by the way, but I give them out every week. But to Ann Myers Drysdale, the OG, the legend who tried out with the Pacers, got a contract with them, 
talked about how she felt so beat up. Imagine playing against men that are bigger, stronger than you, and every day getting beat up and going back out there to play. Not only that, being a GM vice president for the Phoenix Mercury, and now she was one of the first, I knew her as one of the first broadcasters in the NBA because there weren't a lot of women doing it. Shouts Doris Burke, another OG out there. And then, not to mention, people don't know this, but we we like we text. Like she's one of my texting buddies that she just reaches out to me, congratulates me on like anything that's happening in my world. And every time she texts me, I'm like, do you know that you're a legend? So shouts to her for being in tune with the game. And Howard, these are for you because what you're doing with, with yes. the nine and 24 seven, next 24 seven, like we need that type of coverage. We need people that are telling the stories consistently and so you've been doing that I'm so excited I see the crossover happening already I've crossed over because of you honestly so these are for you for just pushing women's sports to another level because if anybody can't tell we're like it's on the rise like I know people can feel it I know people see it happening the tweets are starting to go a little bit more viral more often the jersey release as you see I'm repping it already that stuff went crazy. And I can remember a time when people wouldn't care if we had new jerseys. You wouldn't get any traction, but now you see it on big platforms. So Howard, thank you, thank you, thank you for what you're doing for not just women's basketball, but women's sports. Yes. Uh, yes, Howard, thank you so very much. And as we go, as things go, we're talking about this being the year of the woman and that more networks or whatever. Well, you know, Kim Godwin just became president of ABC uh, news. So we have women who are moving up, and I know that MSNBC has a woman, a, a minority woman as well. So as women rise up, maybe women's sports is going to rise up with some of the big uh, platforms that women are getting right now. I really hope and believe it will. And it absolutely is a matter of when, not if. And so we'll, yes, we'll all yes. keep pushing. But man, it, I'm having so much fun along the way. I agree. It's fun. Now it's almost like, see, now I'm like annoying. I'm obnoxious because it's like, I feel like we know how the story is going to end. So everyone that keeps on like now, like those troll days where it was like fun and it could really like be true a little bit in their minds. That's mm -hmm. it's over. What did, what did your friend Cole Jenny say? It's over. Like that's, yeah, it's, it's over. over. <laughs> Ain't nobody, nobody believes those. Is, no one believes the get in the kitchen stuff anymore. We it's like yeah. it's over. I know people feel it. It's a feeling that you can see happening with women's sports. It's happening. And so, yeah, all that's over. And I'm enjoying every bit of it because the trolls are not going to go down without a fight. And it is it's fun. It's fun for us. Like you said, Howard, I'm having fun along the way because we know how this story is about to end. So, again, thank you for what you do. Thank you for coming on remotely, Renee, and, and wrapping it up with us. Sorry that the other the other two lit crew didn't get to play in Roses. We had to shut it down quick. Sorry that. Oh, sorry, losers. But. <laughs> <laughs> but Howard, thank you for joining us. And you can you can give the uh, wife and kids the Wi-Fi back now. <laughs> We're doing good luck tonight with the draft. I'll be thank you, thank you so much. Thanks, Howard. Okay, so Howard, you are amazing. We have to figure something out to do with um, the nine newsletter and the next. Like, love what you're doing. By the way, I didn't even mention it on there, but I kind of grazed over it. I'm a I'm a board member of the nine because I he all he had to do was tell me what he was doing, where he was trying to get it. I'm like, count me in. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Howard, and thank you guys. 
episode 21. We try to do it big for episode 21 in these remote times, but I'm just I'm just happy to be here. Like like Howard said, I'm having fun along the way. We're happy to be here. My two lit crew, we're turning up. We have some big announcements and I feel very like showy when I say that because everyone always says that on the show. Like we have some big announcements coming up soon, but we have some big announcements coming up soon and I'm so excited for you guys to hear what's going on with the show. We're expanding, we're growing, we're getting bigger and that's exciting. Um, and that's because of you guys. So thank you guys. Please continue to tell a friend, to tell a friend, like, subscribe, rate, all of those things. Talk, tell us a little something about why you love it. If you hate it, sorry, don't tell us about it. Thank you, thank you, thank you anyway. And we love you guys. That's all we have this week where we connect while being remote. Is your partner big boy interested in giving back to your community while making new connections in your neighborhood introducing neighbor to neighbor a california volunteers network that empowers you to take action contribute to local needs and be a part of something bigger than yourself visit caneighbors.com to learn more about how you can get to know your neighbor and strengthen your community neighbor to neighbor it takes a neighborhood hello